This week, my guest is David Boyce of today's class. Sit back because you don't want to miss it. If you read the Ratchet and Wrench August edition breakdown called A Classroom in Your Pocket, then the name Dave Boyce probably sounds familiar to you. Dave was one of the featured sources in the article talking about his app today's class and how he uses that app, much like Duolingo or Khan Academy, to train technicians and service writers within a span of three to five, ten minutes a day at their own convenience. And so I brought Dave on to talk about the app at length so that you can learn what's under the hood, how technicians and service writers learn using the app, and how shop owners can coach their teams through the app's interface and the reporting data that Dave and his team provide you on a monthly basis. So without further ado, here's Dave. Well, hey, David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us about today's class. You bet. So my name's David Boys. I'm the president of today's class. I've been with the organization since 2017. Uh, today's class started out uh, with a focus on training technicians, more so from an instructor-led perspective. We evolved to providing an online uh, learning solution uh, that's been in place for, for many years. And then recently in 2019, we shifted to, to really have a new take on the way that we can train, engage, and communicate with technicians, service advisors, and owners. Okay. And now, I, if I recall, you guys started off as an in-person training outfit, correct? And then you moved into the, the digital space. Talk about, you know, how you, how you transitioned to, to the digital space and what the benefits have been in terms of being more digitally focused versus in-person. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of it just had to do with reach over time. Um, when the organization was shifting into that, that was early in the, the online days. So that was, that was the thing to do. Uh, and then in terms of reach and scale, uh, doing it online affords you a lot of flexibility as opposed to having a staff of, of trainers uh, that you need to, to get around uh, to various locations. Uh, and some of the challenges that you find with those instructor-led sessions is, is bringing in the audience that needs to be there, finding the right group. So there's just a, some flexibility with the online space. Uh, however, where we've shifted to now, we... we well, we feel like there was another step to that evolution because now with the online courses, uh, we, we question how much of an impact that can have for learners over time. For example, if I take a breaks course today, how long am I going to retain that information? Am I ever going to take that breaks course again? So really where we're headed is really a different way to, to address those concerns because I think we can all agree there's a huge need for learning. Um, particularly as technology advances, and we need to increase the ability and the access for people to get to that information. Right, and so you guys have an app, correct? And you also have an online component that people can do in a browser. Can you talk about those two and you know how they work? Yeah, so, so the platform is available on any connected device. So you could compare it to your bank, for example. You could access your bank account on the web, but you might also have an app. Same concept here. The benefits with the app are that it's convenient, your uh, credentials are stored, it can also enable push notifications as well. So if somebody is, you know, oversees a, a, a multi-shop operation, and they want to share information with their team, they could push a message to their platform. And, and who knows, 50 or 70 technicians and service advisors could get a pop-up notification on their phone and, and access that information quickly. However, for those that aren't interested in using the app, 
or are not interested in using a smartphone, you can log in via a web browser and get the same experience. It's really, again, just a correlation between uh, what you might see with a bank where you could get notified, your credentials are stored, it's just a higher level of convenience, but it really depends on the user in terms of which path they want to go. And so in terms of time commitment, I want you to kind of frame out so that our audience can understand like the benefit of using today's class. Cause it's like, we've had zoom classes for text and those things can go on for, you know, 30, 40, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, hour, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you have the in-person learning, which you have to actually physically go to a place. And then you've got half of your day blocked out, but today's class found a way to sneak kind of in the middle of that and become very convenient. Can you talk about the convenience of, of what the app does in terms of time commitment? Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's two twists to this. One is what time does an individual user have available to them? Technicians and service advisors are busy. So setting aside an hour of time or 30 minutes of time can often be a challenge. On the other end of things, receiving 30 minutes or 60 minutes of training is often difficult to retain. Uh, you know, We hear stories all the time about somebody that had attended a three-hour class and then weeks or months later, they struggle to remember all of that. And that's not a knock on any individual. It's just the way our brains are wired. So we've paid attention to a lot of research that's been done in adult learning and tried to deliver learning sessions that are three to five minutes in length, typically, but they occur every day. We're finding more and more groups that we talk to are familiar with similar learning apps in other areas, such, such as language apps. A lot of users that we've talked to use an app like Duolingo to learn Spanish or French or German. Same sort of idea. You push little bursts of learning over time. And then the back end, what happens is that the system can adjust to, to make sure that it's pushing me the appropriate learning each day. So after 100 days of training, the system knows what I know. It knows where I need help. It knows where I am on my learning journey. So it can determine what is the best training to push for me that day. And to your point, it's only going to take a few minutes to do. I can typically fit that in my day. So the user doesn't really need to think about what's next. The system is going to guide you along that way. What the learner needs to do is just commit to setting aside that three to five minutes each day. And talk a little bit about that, because I think that's very interesting. The research that you mentioned, just, you know, the research that this talks about just learning in bursts, like small amounts of learning over time and the retention that comes in with that versus going to a conference, going to a seminar as a one-off, maybe once a quarter or once a month. Talk about the, the data that you guys pulled and how you guys were able to qualify that and understand that people learn better in short spurts over time. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, I can't take credit for the, for the real adult learning research. There's a lot of uh, uh, academic researchers such as Dr. Knowles that have done this. Uh, you can look up things like the forgetting curve. Uh, those are studies that have been done and we're piggyback, piggybacking off of that expertise. Now I wanna be clear, we, we aren't opposed or, or have any challenges with longer durations of, of training, but I think realistically we can all expect that the ability to retain that over time is tricky. Uh, so what we can do to help complement those types of trainings as well is to better prepare people for it. So if you attend a class and it's two hours long, but it's right at your level the whole time, it's, you probably have a better likelihood to retain that information. Whereas if 60 minutes of it was over your head and then you had 15 good minutes where, where you're learning. So it's really about finding the right way uh, for people to learn and recognizing that adults learn differently than high school kids. A lot of the training that is out there still leverages the same approaches that we had in high school. For example, you put 30 people in a classroom, you start at chapter one and you work through to chapter 10. 
there are people in that classroom with experience that probably don't need to sit through chapters one, two, three, and four. Maybe they just need chapter seven. So if we can identify that and focus the training in those areas for them, that it makes a better, more efficient use of their time. And from a knowledge retention perspective, since it's more relevant, that helps it to stick as well. Walk us through the platform itself. You know, when someone downloads the platform, whether it's iOS or, or you know, Google, or if they go on the web, what can they expect to see in terms of training modules, uh, you know, other features, things that they would be very interested in looking at? Yeah, you bet. So, so the first time somebody logs in um, and pretty much any, any session thereafter, we have this concept called daily training. So typically those training sessions take about three to five minutes. And in most cases, we're using questions to drive that training process. Um, we're using questions to teach, not to, you know, not to test. And the reason that we use questions is that it allows us to gather data about what you know and what you don't. If I provided you a five minute video to watch, it is very difficult for me to understand whether you knew that information before watching that video, or if you tuned out or didn't pay attention during the second, third minute of that video. So using questions allows us to gather data as we go, uh, go through the process. So again, typically people will get a daily training session that is question driven. However, we also push through training models and videos you know, and strategic uses from time to time. Uh, but after people get through those three to five minutes, that's the essentially the required portion of the day. And they can get a lot of good value on that over time. Again, if you do that consistently, 50 days, 100 days, 200 days, it will stack up. However, if somebody wants to do more, there are a lot of other features in the platform. There's a huge reference area that we call Discover, where you could search up other areas. Let's say that you're you know working on a vehicle right now and you need to get a better understanding about you know, electronic parking brakes. You could search that up. You could find reference material. You could find videos, images, and so forth to support you. So it could be a reference, uh, a reference tool. If you want to, let's say that you're trying to transition from being a, or develop from being a C-Tech to a B-Tech or a B-Tech to an A-Tech, or you want to become a service advisor, you can search up content and do training on that, which your supervisor or manager would have visibility to your progress on that as well. So you can move along a path there. There's also communication and engagement tools. So let's say that you needed to share information about a particular sale or incentive program to your team. I could look up that for reference, but I can also compete with my peers and earn rewards points. And that's one of the fun things that, that uh, organizations will typically do where they can drive engagement with their team and, and promote friendly competition. Let's say among five technicians in a shop, who's the top tech of the month? or among different locations, have locations competing with one another. So really, it's, we're trying to weave those tools in from an engagement perspective and push the most relevant information to every learner every day that they log into the platform. And in terms of advanced, you know, advancing, like, you know, I think we talked about in the article and a little bit before that once someone completes a certain uh, percentage, they can advance to the next module, like, but you can't just kind of walk through and bomb, you know, bomb something within it and then move on to the next thing. Like you actually have to progressively learn. Yep. So it's a, it's a very structured approach and we talk about it in terms of levels. So everybody starts with level one. Now, if there's any ATEX listening to this, that doesn't mean you need to start in level one of tire identification. You could be starting level one of drivability or ADOS, but, but level one is all about confirming, you know, the fundamentals in that area or closing any gaps you have. 
So for example, one thing we run into frequently from a, an electrical perspective is that even very experienced technicians have, have a, a gap or two there that we can help close. There's one fundamental piece that they're missing and we can help them address that. As they demonstrate proficiency in level one, they'll graduate, is the term we use, to level two. And in level two, you start, you know, it, it begins to get more complicated. Instead of focusing on one individual concept, there, we might be weaving two or three into it. From level two, you get into level three, which is all about application. You might have questions or challenges that, that are similar to an ASE question in nature, like a tech A, tech B type question, or a vehicle pulled into your bay and, and here's the customer complaint. And then level four gets to diagnostics. So it's all a very structured process. And what we find is that by the time you get to level three, for example, we know you're ready for that. You've demonstrated proficiency at, at levels one and two, and everything we're teaching you builds on that foundation. So it does take some time to, to work through that. And we can accelerate that through various means, but, but the structure there ensures that something we're, that we're teaching uh, a learner is relevant to them and that they're ready for it. Now talk about the shop owner side, because of course the shop owner is the one who signs off on it and, and, and decides that he's going to invest in the product. How, do the, how does the shop owner gauge you know, the, the progress of his team through today's class? There's a wealth of reporting. And the way that we've, we've framed this is that if, I'm, if a shop owner is going to make the decision to, to uh, license today's class or subscribe to today's class, we want to understand what their purpose to provide training to their team is. Are they... If they're just providing training because they feel like they should, that's they're typically not going to get the value out of it that they need. If they are trying to improve their ARO, if they are trying to improve productivity, if they are trying to improve retention, what we will typically do is gear the training and the experience to meet their goals. We are trying to help them make that happen. So if I am a shop owner and I'm looking to drive productivity, if or let's say I'm trying to promote sales in a particular area. I can look at each of my locations or my individuals and understand where they started and where they are currently with the relative knowledge for that. So if it's a service advisor, what does my service advisor team understand about these items from a technical perspective? What do they know about dealing with customers? And what we often might find is a service advisor that's struggling with getting, uh, struggling making additional sales. They may demonstrate poor customer communication skills that we have data on. Or maybe they don't understand how to explain uh, brake systems to a customer in a way that they can understand it. So we can provide this data to, uh, to shop owners and, and easy to use dashboards. There's also a dashboard on the phone. And further, we provide coaching for them on it as a part of what we do. But it allows us to shed some light on where the gap truly is. And ultimately, for, for customers that engage long enough, we can start linking this directly to their business metrics. So we can actually tie their learning performance to a, a metric such as average repair order value. And if we can find a correlation that as long as service advisors are good with dealing with people, communication skills, and decent in technical areas, then that, that tends to nudge our ARO in a positive direction. So we can leverage that level of data. So again, it comes back to what is the purpose? Why are we training these people? If the idea is to grow the business, well, then we can bring enough data to bear to identify where there's gaps and how we can leverage it going forward. Okay. And so like as a coaching tool for the shop owner, like if the shop owner sees that a particular tech is underperforming in a certain area where he needs to be better performing, how can the shop owner, you know, tailor the software or, or get the uh, technician up to speed using the, the platform? 
Yep. So uh, yeah. So so there's different ways to look at an individual, but basically we, we call this a knowledge profile. You will you can see a detailed grid essentially for what somebody knows, and also what they're confident. In. So Chris, for example, if we identify that that you struggle, you know, with with ADOS or uh, fuel injection, we can hone into exactly the concepts where you are struggling with, and then then the question becomes, then what? So so what do we do? So the software itself is going to be working to close that gap automatically, assuming that this is something that the, this person needs training on. So we're very focused on relevancy. If it's a CTEC, we're probably not pushing them training on ADOS. So if they're if they're not knowledgeable in ADOS, that's probably okay. We're going to home focus the training on where stuff that's relevant to them. So first thing is that the algorithm is going to be pushing training to help them close that gap. The second thing is that the manager and the user have visibility to the fact that they're struggling in this area and the system will suggest additional training resources. We, we try to coach the shop owners to, to take cues from that. The system will flag a user if they are overconfident, underconfident, underperforming. So we will highlight to the owner who needs action taken upon them and in what areas. And sometimes it takes some coaching for the shop owners to get comfortable with the resources and the platform that they can use. But in many cases, just the shop owner knowing that technician A is struggling in this area, that's a that's a big step, you know, because we've got the data to prove it. And whether it's pushing them deeper into our platform, having them cross-train with somebody else on the staff that's very knowledgeable in that area, sending them to a, a more formal training to, to cover that area. Once we know that there's a gap, there's multiple options that, that a shop owner can take to, to try and close that gap. And from the employee side, if you think about that in terms of your experience as, as, as an employee, if your manager is helping you close those gaps, that tends to be pretty meaningful in terms of retention and how you value your employer. And so you guys have been working, you know, working with lots of shops. What, is, what has been the feedback from various shop owners on using the application? So most find it very easy to use. So it, 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 it is a very simple to use platform. Um, again, what we're, we're very focused on, particularly when, when getting introduced to shops, is how do they intend to use it? What we steer clear of typically is that while it is a, a mobile app and, and can be a fun experience, we, we tend to shy away from organizations that don't, don't really have a goal in mind for doing it. So, so if you have a clear goal that here's what we want to do, here's why we want to train, this is the purpose for why we're doing this, then the feedback tends to be pretty good because we can work pretty closely with them, adjust the training, adjust the experience to push them where they need to go. If they're just flying by the seat of their pants, it, it's tough for us to, to really help them and guide them where they need to go. They might still want to subscribe and, and make it available for their team, but it's really something that you have to use and commit to to really get some value out of. All right. And one of the really cool aspects about your app is the, you, we talked a little bit about it, but not deeply, but it's the gamification part of it. You know, the mm -hmm. rewards, the points and how shop owners can actually use that to incentivize learning around the shop. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So as you train, you have an opportunity to earn rewards points. So it's a, it's a really handy feature. I do not want to suggest that that by itself is going to make, you know, make your team do it because there's definitely an accountability aspect to it but shops that take advantage of those features can have a lot of fun with it and it creates some engagement with their team. So Tom, who is cited in the article, Tom has been very clever about it in terms of how he's leveraged the rewards there. So for example, he, his team has had the opportunity to earn rewards points 
and then they could redeem those points in things like an auction. It works similar to eBay. So Chris, if you have 5,000 points and I've got 6,000 points and we're both you know, increasing our bids, we could win something. So in Tom's case, for example, they did a, a signed uh, Green Bay Packers jersey. He's done tools, all sorts of things. So it's it's a nice benefit on top of it to keep it and keep the team engaged, give them a little extra incentive for learning. One area where we find a lot of benefit is the team-based competitions. So when we do that, we often will have shops competing with one another, let's say for pizza or some other, some other prize. The impact of that is now you have technicians and service advisors under one roof that are all encouraging each other or holding each other accountable to make sure their training gets done. And that is not a very common uh, experience with respect to training in a situation like that. So, so we think that that's a pretty cool outcome uh, when, when people do that, because again, if I'm, if I'm dragging the team down, Chris, and you lean on me and say, Dave, you got to get your training done and I do it. Well, guess what? That's not the manager leaning on me. That's my coworker leaning on me and, and doing it in a way where hopefully we can have some fun out of it by the end of the day. Awesome, man. And so uh, we talked about where it can be found. It can be found on Google, it can be found on Apple. Um, can this just be downloaded or does this need require the shop to have a consultation with you first? Great question. Yes, it does. So to anybody can download the app. However, you won't be able to log in unless you have access credentials. Uh, so we we tend to do consultations with with shop owners, um, MSOs, et cetera. And, and again, understand what it is they are trying to get out of it. So if you have a clear plan in mind about you know, we're trying to grow, we're trying to develop, we're trying to increase ARO, uh, we're trying to increase efficiency, it's likely that we can that we can help you or at least we can have a good conversation about ways we might be able to help you and see if there's a fit. We don't tend to do individual subscriptions, so it's not something where uh, you know an individual technician could just log in the app and, and get started. It is a, a paid subscription that is geared more towards a, a shop subscription. All right. And if there's one thing that you want to just kind of share with the audience that we probably didn't cover, what's the one thing you'd like to, to talk to them about today's class and let them know about the product? I would just say that that it's it's a... It takes a commitment. It takes some time. So again, this is a drip feed approach. I talked about three to five minutes a day. So, so I think it, it requires a, a shop owner, a technician to, to think over the long term. So you are unlikely to spend three days training in the platform and, and increase your knowledge significantly. Where you will have an impact is 100 days down the road, six months down the road, and so forth. Now that's something that's a little difficult for us to explain in those initial consultations. People might hear it, but it, but experiencing it is something different because the way the platform works is again, six months down the road, it's gonna still be building you in areas in which you need help. That's gonna be helping you remember the stuff that you already learned. So those are the things that, that again, I think the, the way to think about it is a long-term view, but the other aspect I would say is it's about making relevant information available to your team. So again, whether that's technical training, which we have out of the box, great. Whether it's service advisor training, we have out of the box, great. But organizations can also use it to communicate with their teams, share uh, information on recalls, uh, incentive programs, and so forth. If you can connect with everybody on your staff every day and provide them information that's relevant and helpful for them to get their job done, we think that that can be a big boost. It's no different than something like exercising or eating right. If you do it consistently every day, even if it's just a little bit, 
those results results will stack up over time. I can't just run five miles today and then run a marathon in six months. I need to build and, and prepare for that over time. And we believe this solution is convenient, fun, easy to use, and can allow you to get there without uh, without having to to chew up tons of time during your day and have tons of effort. It's a very efficient experience that you can just build on over time. All right. And so if there's someone interested in hearing more about it or if they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? So www.todaysclass.com would be the quickest way to do it. Uh, there's forms on our Today's Class Technician page that would allow somebody to uh, put their shop information in, and then we'll reach out and follow up. The, the common experience for us is to just have a quick intro call with anybody that's interested. And again, understand what it is they're, they're trying to do, understand some about their shop, things that they've done from a training perspective, things that they're currently doing, because in many cases, we can support or complement activities you're already doing. So if you have a, a current trainer in place, if you have uh, existing relationships with other trainers, we can often facilitate or, or provide data to help support those activities as well. So we're not in a big rush. It's not something where we just flip the switch and go. Uh, we tend to want to understand, again, what the business needs are, make sure there's a good fit, and then we're pretty thorough in terms of rolling out to make sure uh, make sure people are set up on a good path, and then we stay in touch over time. It's uh, we tend to have uh, monthly uh, meetings with customers as we go forward from an account management perspective. We might have new content, we might have new reporting and other features that we'll talk about. We'll review their data, understand how they're progressing, and really try to provide them coaching over the long haul. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Dave. Appreciate all you do with uh, with the app. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. And that'll do it for us here today at Ratchet & Wrench Radio. May the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.